Welcome to the visual tip. Yes, Alan, you should stop talking. I, I have to do the introduction now. Anyway, <laughs> welcome, welcome to another episode. My name's Matt, and I'm here with my co-host, Alan. How you doing, Alan? Yeah, good. <laughs> good. <laughs> I just about shut up before we went live there, <laughs> seeing the countdown going on. <laughs> so um, yeah, I'm good. I'm up in Belfast. I've been here for the last couple of days. My sister lives up here now, so I was just up visiting her and working out of an Airbnb today. And um, yeah, m- missed the big storm down on the west coast. Well, yeah, and you you missed the big storm on the east coast as well. It was uh, it was pretty damn windy this morning. Storm yeah, Storm Debbie, they're now. calling it Storm, storm Debbie. <laughs> yeah, my my fiance's mom's name is Debbie, so it's kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> I won't. I won't go ask any more questions about the uh, the storm association there. But, uh... <laughs> it's just just funny. Debbie's lovely. <laughs> <laughs> it's um. It's funny. I I didn't until I until I moved over here um, three years ago. I didn't really appreciate where names of storms come from, and I now understand that if it's a storm that develops in the Atlantic, then the Irish Met Service get to name the storm. Yeah, I just thought it was the weather woman named the storm. Yeah. (laughs) She was just there on Tuesday going, ah, it's, it's, you know, Storm Johnny. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I I honestly, I did wonder why, um, why all the storms had kind of Irish names. Oh, really? And yeah, a lot of them will have, you know, Storm Kieran or um, I was about to say Storm Paddy, but that's very um, kind of a little bit cliched. So, um, but yeah, no, I didn't realize because they de- if they develop in the Atlantic, then they get a name. They get named by the Irish Met, and then that carries on all the way through the UK and Europe. They don't rename them. It's probably just because we see it first. Like our, well, exactly. Our Met, yeah, yeah. Our Met offices are informing all of Europe of what, as to what's going on. Yeah, you see the big. Uh, the big black clouds coming over to Ireland and then they dump everything on Ireland and then pick up a bit over the Irish sea, dump it on Wales in the Lake yeah. District and then, and then go over to Europe where they, uh, they give it, give it snow. Anyway, it sunshine, yeah. give it, give it snow. <laughs> um, so th- this week we were going to, well, we decided, didn't we, we were talking, we've had a good, what, first six episodes of talking kind of like random stuff. And we have decided that we're going to try and do one technical focused pod every week mm-hmm. and one kerfuffle um, every week. So, so one for those, is going yeah. to be about stuff that's of value and the other is going to be rage bait. Rage bait, yeah. Yeah. Ho- hopefully the technical one will be like even-sided and Aline and I, you know, we have nothing to argue over or opinionated on and then the... Um, the kerfuffle episode. Oh, we'll, we'll just pretend bit. to be on opposite sides for the... the <laughs> <laughs> exactly, yeah. So this week is this week is a technical one. We say it's technical. You know, I I think we've, we've talked about how sometimes it's hard. Like, you know, we're called the visual div. We use a visual no-coding tool. And, and we're an we hour of experience. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh my so god, this is so do... ironic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we, we'll do our best to 
paint a picture with the with our voices of the technical elements that we're going to talk about. Jesus, poetry. That's just poetry. 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 <laughs> Let's give it a best shot. Well, like the thing is, is that we usually um, chat about problems or not problems, just things that we're working on. And so this last week, I um, I was using conditional visibility to solve a problem. And it was just like, the thing is still there. So when I say the thing is still there, the I was trying to hide something using or filter something using conditional visibility and it's still in the HTML. And I did know this at one stage, but I forgot about it. And it kind of caught me off. <laughs> and I, was I think just it, like, it does though, doesn't it? Yeah. Cause I, I think that's one of the things with how we develop with Webflow, and, and this is like, you and I would talk about this, like having an understanding of HTML and CSS and a, a, a rudimentary understanding of JavaScript are, they are important in Webflow because like, again, you don't need these things until there's a problem. And then when there's a problem, you need them. So for this particular one, I'll try and give tell you what I was doing. So before you and I were, um, Matt, uh, Ben asked us about how to have a static item that would be in like a list with CMS items. You know, it's quite difficult in Webflow. If you have your static item, you can put them, align them side by side, but the divs are gonna mean that, it's two separate divs are gonna mean that there's gonna be a gap underneath the static item. So how do you get a static item into a list item? So that's what I was trying to solve. And there is a solution out there with, um, like FinSuite have a solution. And I wrote a script in um, using Slater and it solved the problem. It, it put the static item into the list. So what I had was I have a dashboard and the dashboard button was static. And then I have a list of dashboards going through the Webflow CMS. So they, and they're the other buttons. And that worked really well. What the problem was is that it was creating a flicker on page load because you were use, I was using a document that the JavaScript was waiting for the page to load and then it would pull the static item and put it into the list. And it, it would always, on, on first page load, it would create a flicker. So I was trying to remove that flicker. And <laughs> what I, this, the solution I came up with, which I was super proud of myself was, you can put, two items, so I have my two my items into each CMS item. So you can, so I put two buttons into the CMS item. So one of them was connected dynamically to the CMS and that did what I wanted with the CMS. And the other was just static. So what that means is you have the same static button repeating throughout the list of CMS items. Yeah, right? so you have two, bu two buttons per item essentially, yeah. Two buttons yeah. per item. So I used conditional visibility and at this particular one, I was using an index, but you could use a toggle and like, let's say use a toggle is static button. And if static button is on, you show the static button. And if static button is off, you just show the list. So I was like, brilliant, a Webflow solution for a Webflow problem. And, you know, it, it, there's limitations with, with that as well, but it was doing what I wanted. I was like, sweet, I've got rid of my Flickr, but now 
I ended up with twice the amount of buttons into HTML because when you render that, even though on the front end, it looks like there's a static button that says dashboard and then it's like dashboard one, dashboard two, dashboard three, which are CMS buttons, this in the HTML, it still rendered both buttons per CMS item. So I was like, how do I figure that out? Like, and why, not, not just how do I figure it out? It's just like, I forgot about it because what Webflow does is they add this class called W conditional visibility, which sets the item to display none. So it sets it to display none, which means it's still in the HTML. It's not removed from the DOM. So yeah. Yeah. So, so to explain that a little bit further is, yeah, the, because they put a class of W condition Invisible. Condition visibility, yeah. Invisibility. Invisible, yep. Yeah. They invisible. they then have a, a CSS like a superhero. attribute. <laughs> superhero. <Invincibility> conditions. Invincibility. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, so, so they've got this class, and the value of that class is simply display is none, which <laughs> basically means it isn't displayed. And it's hidden from view, but it's still there. So if you're anyone, you, if you go on, if you inspect the item in the browser, mm -hmm. if you look for it with code, if Google goes in and crawls your website, it ev everyone and anything can see this button, essentially, this extra button. And it yeah. can cause it can cause issues. One, it's really not what you want because you don't want this button to be shown to anyone or anything. Mm -hmm. But one of the biggest things it, it does or doesn't do is help with accessibility. So yeah. when when someone is tabbing through um, um, using their keyboard, then this item is available for that tab and therefore it becomes a thing. It will, it will say that it's not visible, but it, it's a thing that someone has to tab through. But yeah. also it, it, it has bigger implications in that, say you weren't just having a button, you might have an image, for example, mm -hmm. or a few images. And you start using what they call conditional visibility on these relatively heavy images. You're starting to have pages that maybe only show one image, but they've got another eight images loaded onto the DOM in the background that are just being hidden from view. So the, the whole page weight, everything that has to come from the server is just bloated, unneededly bloated. And I guess, I guess what we're getting into here is the difference between, um, even before we look at how Webflow call these things from a visibility point of view, we're looking at client-side, um, I guess, logic and server-side logic. So... If you have server-side logic, i.e. everything is, the logic is executed before it gets to the browser, then um, those images could be removed from the HTML and none of that, none of those images would appear, like your button, your second button wouldn't appear. Mm. Um, but because Webflow uses server-side, um, sorry, client-side, they call it client-side, which is the browser, client-side rendering logic here, it means that all the HTML goes up and then when it gets there, it just, the CSS hides that element. Um, which is, you know, it's, it's common, 
it's a just common practice to to know whether you want to it to be hidden on the server side or the client side it's like you know you i know you use member stack a lot um and tools like member stack and outsetter and um webflow memberships they use a combination of client side and server side logic to give you access to certain bits of content and they have pros and cons of you know why they do it another way but from a simple point of view you've got the idea that webflow's ui are trying to give us the power to to show and hide stuff but some of them some of the ways they do it is done on the server side and some of the ways they do it is done on the client side and it's not immediately clear which is which when you just look at the ui is it as you as you found out um when you're doing your buttons yeah so it's like the it looks like there's the thing is being filtered or disappears but it's still there and it gets confusing because when you use like so i had a cms item and a cms list and there's there's tons of other there might, there might have been, I think there's seven options, but I might have 10 in the CMS itself, but not all of them are, are published. So there's an example of like, if those things aren't published, they're not actually showing in the HTML. Or when you go into the actual CMS pages, you're able to filter based off of the, you know, that use conditions to filter the CMS items. And those items actually don't show in the C in the HTML. It's only when you're using something like conditional visibility that it adds this, this class which sets it to display none. So it's the difference between just using display none and something actually filtering out of the HTML. But when you're building in Webflow, it looks the exact same. And it's actually only until you publish your site that you notice the difference. Because, and, and that might actually be the thing that's a little bit tricky here is that when you're doing, when you're developing, oh yeah, they, they both look the exact same and you don't have a way of inspecting your, your, your elements on Webflow and all this head, hidden Webflow CSS, like all the W classes, like they don't tell you that they're adding them, but they just, they're just there. They just do their thing. And it's not until you publish and inspect and like, why would you inspect unless there's a problem? You know, um, like I inspect because I like I make sure that my products have a really high Google Lighthouse score. Um, but with this particular one, I can't even remember why I was inspecting it. Maybe I was actually using the tab feature to see what was going on and noticed that it was it was disappearing. But yeah, it's it. I think it's a problem because I don't think uh, if they're giving us this kind of power or this functionality, it shouldn't be rendering in the HTML. Like if we can't see it, it shouldn't render unless you specifically create a class called display none. Then I don't think it should. It should. It should yeah, run. it's. I think you're right. I, I think the if you take a step back of like from what we think they should be doing is if you look at the collection lists. So you have filters, um, sort orders, mm -hmm. and say limit limit items. As you said, like those three elements there, when you say, okay, only show a field if it matches a certain value, then mm -hmm. on the server, that logic is executed and mm -hmm. only the um, the HTML or the, the list items that match that go up 
into the browser. The same with sort order, the sorting is done on the uh, server side. Same with mm -hmm. limiting items. Like if you say, okay, only limit it to six items, it only sends up six um, items in that HTML. So there's no, there's no possibility for anything on the front end. Like if you had some JavaScript, you can't access another six because they're not there. They're not, they're on the server. So you ha you'd have to go into the server, um, maybe an, an API call or something like that to get them. When it comes to components, um, that's the same. It's called visibility and user access. So you can have, you can toggle visibility, there's certain nuances with, with toggling, but when it says visibility and it says, uh, what does it say, hidden, visible and hidden, mm -hmm. those are done on the server side. So there's a, you, you're getting a safety net here and you're going, okay, if I say it's hidden, it's not on the dot. It's not coming up into the browser. It's just hidden. It's not even served onto the browser. Now, weirdly, the word hidden implies that something is there and it's being covered over. Mm. It's not like served or not served. So there's there's even complications there in, in the language. But then as you've as you found out, if you go onto the CMS template page and it says conditional visibility exactly the same as a filter show if the field equals a certain value that just applies the class w condition invisible so it's treating different instances of what you think is the same in different ways on the front end and that's aside from how they should do it it's just not consistent which is you know we we have found that in certain certain elements that get released you know, new features, sometimes people find inconsistencies. Um, and But this one has been there since, well, ever since I've used Webflow. It hasn't, I don't know, I don't know if it, there must be a reason. We'd love, hey, Webflow, next time dial in 0800 121 600. And uh, it'd be good to have someone who explains why. tired after it. <laughs> it's like massive. <laughs> free phone call. <laughs> But yeah, well, cool we, we did talk about here. we did talk about how how to make money out of this podcast and <laughs> premium number could be could be a way forward. <laughs> a support call from Webflow of Zex. <laughs> yeah, can you hold the line, please? Uh, two two euros a minute. Uh, happy days. I <laughs> know. Um, I'll, I'll write that down. Actually, that's a that's a great idea. Um, yeah, sod sod Patreon. Who needs Patreon when you have a premium um, call-in number? You know. Yeah. Um, uh, well, I, we could get a we could get a, maybe a percentage of the transatlantic fee fees as well. You know, maybe uh, do a deal. This is this is you're the ideas man. I'm the ideas man. We can talk about that another day. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think it, it is baffling. It is baffling because you know, as you're working on projects you just power through this stuff, don't you? And you go, okay, I note that for next time. Mm. And then um, more often than not, you're working on similar projects. But if you get to a point where you're working on a big project and that doesn't come up for a while, and then you then you return to it, you have to sense check yourself and go, oh, okay, conditional visibility is client side and component visibility is server side and filters are server side. And... And that's only because, as you said, like you have an interest in keeping the performance of your page uh, efficient. 
but the let's call it a layman, but someone picking up Webflow for the first first time, and I know it's a dev tool, and we we must make sure that we agree with the fact that it is a dev tool. It's not a design tool. It is a dev tool. Um, it, it is misleading. It's not. It's not helping people learn what you know visibility is or display none has an impact and all the 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 pros and cons of display none and um yeah, yeah it's, it's definitely yeah. a problem I, I i didn't think it was until you raised it alin and i was like oh this is we, we talk it's not that interesting but actually it's, it's pretty interesting yeah <laughs> there the inner nerd comes out <laughs> well I, I i think the thing that you said there hits the nail on the head it's the inconsistency of language or inconsistency of explanation as to what's going on because like there is that um, visibility option that's in under the settings, which removes the elements from the DOM. And like, so we, I'll just give an example. We've all done this where we've built something and we're building out a, a new section, but you don't want to display it. You don't want to publish it yet. So you hide it and then you publish because some you're, you're in the middle of working, and especially with Webflow, like we don't have, you know, you can't, um, if you publish, you're publishing everything. You can't just publish one page, like you know, you can't stop a page from being published. So we've used these workarounds. And up until recently, what we had to do was always like give something a, a class of hidden or you know, which was set to display none, which is really poor because it means it's still there. Stuff you're working on. Like, and if it's we'll go simple idea here, a marketing website with a Christmas special. That's you don't want it to be going out till December and we're still in November now, but you're building it and you're working on it. And then someone notices a bug on another page. So you have to hide that work on that page and then publish everything else. But it's still there. It's like someone can find that coupon, that voucher, whatever, find out what you're doing. Now, the night, the thing where you go into settings and you've got the you can hide something. You can actually like hide that element <laughs> and take it away from dom as you said this it's from it's the visibility visibility option where you've got visible and hidden now that actually removes it so it's not there it doesn't render in the html so yeah it's the understanding of that is i think it's really important um but this this we've just flipped i'm like webflow needs to teach people about this because the language <laughs> is so similar like conditional visibility and visible, like user access, visibility and hidden. It's too similar. They're too close to each other. Um, they, and like, I completely got blindsided there by, by this one last week. And I'll tell you how, like, so I, I'm still using it. I'm still using that option of conditional visibility. But I've written a small script that's lit that says the class of W conditional invisible if you find that, remove it. So I've, I've written a JavaScript script that says, so once the documents load, remove that, that element or all those. Okay. Elements. So, so remove, okay. So remove that element. Now it's still, it's still client side. It's not server side. Yeah. So what I'm trying to work out does that might have an impact say on something like a filtering, a filtering system, for example, it might, um, but it's the fact that you need to do that is a little bit, disturbing um because i'll i'll give you an example of where where i've used it and actually i saw a sort of um what's the word 
I saw an insight into someone else using this for blog posts that have a lot of different layouts. So a good, good example is you, you might have um, 500 different blog posts and the client goes, okay, I want the category of um, food to have a certain layout. So if this article mm -hmm. is a food, food category, it has a certain layout and it has three images in the hero instead of one image. But if it's drink, it has no image and it had da da da. But it's all under the same collection. And we know that Webflow has limitations in how you can organize things by categories, even though, anyway, I, I remember seeing a tweet actually a couple of days ago was Grace Walker was talking about how she was maxing out the number of fields that she was using in the CMS. And related to that is the fact that that often happens when someone's trying to put lots of little toggles, little options for the editor or the, the marketing person to control the way the page looks. It's the same, you know, like um, table of contents. If it's a certain length, put a table of contents in. If it's not, but you sometimes give that control to the editor. So you, you max out these fields and then you realize that when you put this uh, template together, that actually everything, everything is on show it's just the ones that you didn't want on show are actually just display none hidden from from the user's eyes but they're not hidden from the dom they're not taken out of the dom so you could actually have a huge page with lots of layouts and assets coming in and um and all the user is seeing is the ones that you didn't hide with display none but actually from a google point of view seo it's crawling all this stuff. Okay, there is signals with some of the CSS. Google does take, you know, I'm not a, a massive expert on how that works, but um, we'll have to get Search Historian to give us a bit of um, advice on that mm -hmm. front. But the idea being that um, you are over-engineering a page and then serving it to the user and they're getting everything apart from a few little bits are hidden away. And that's just, that's just inefficient from page speed, from asset serving, from... The ability to control stuff, you know, if editors are, you know, they might not tick a bot, tick a toggle, and then before you know it, boom, it's it's shown on the front end. Um, or if if someone wants to hide stuff that's sensitive, then someone could actually see that if they go into an inspect, they could see that information, even though the editor might might think that they're hiding it. Um, I guess like thinking on top of the head though, instead of causing calling it conditional visibility, they should just call it display none <laughs> like and just like display none if this value equals that value like yeah. job done like everything else in in the webflow ui is related as closely as possible to the way it's actually called in in when you use html css and javascript you know okay styles and classes we went into that a couple of weeks ago like classes are called styles when there's you know there's but you've got ids you've got things like flex like if a layman goes what is flex well you get to know what it is so if someone was saying oh what is display none they'll get to know what it is just by using it and seeing how it works so there's definitely a call for renaming these things yeah maybe maybe like conditional display but then then you go down the the avenue of when it's conditional display, like, is it just display block or is it display none? Like it's, it's more, maybe it's like conditional display none. It gets complex because it's not a conditional display because there's multiple display options. It's just, are you adding this class that 
gives it a spleen on. It gets like the, the language gets long, I suppose. Um, but there should definitely be differentiation between the visibility and the conditional visibility. Yeah. <laughs> and you... like, if you think about how it's used in the UI, that display, um, display settings, including mm-hmm. display none, are in the styles panel. Yep. Whereas conditional visibility, even though it's applying styles, is in the settings panel. It is. Which is yeah. And which is under, you're right, and it's underneath the, the visibility, which is the dumb visibility. It's like below it. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you you assume it. You now settings no, isn't you're, to say you're, that you're settings right, is because I, even yeah. a few weeks ago I said it to you that the way I look at Webflow is that this this element here is CSS and then you go behind to the settings. I always thought of that as more of like a JavaScript kind of settings panel. So that straight away, that's exactly why I, 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 I mucked this up and, and forgot about it. Even yeah. And you assumed, you assumed that was, it was doing what it said on the tin, which was part is part of settings. It was, mm. yeah. I did, hey, to be fair, I didn't realize there was so much under the hood of this. I was <laughs> when you suggested let's let's talk about visibility. I was thinking, oh, gee, here we go. Like, yeah, how like are we going to do this? But and, yeah. and I didn't even. I was just thinking of my particular use case. But like when you just touched on SEO there, and you, you said that Google does recognize like the display settings, but like if you had multiple multiple sections that were controlled through a toggle and tr- controlled through conditional visibility. And it was multiple H2s followed by text. If those H2s were empty, and or if those H2s had some text in there, like lorem ipsum, and it wasn't, co- the, the answer of the paragraph wasn't connected, like you, you are going to get penalized. And, and even, like probably the thing that I could see as worse is you're, your load speed, like all those images that would be hidden there, you could have multiple images. And like, if you're even kind of thinking, like if you would try and speed up your page and you inspect it and there's Google Lighthouse, and you're saying, where are these images? <laughs> Why are all these images showing up? I thought I set them to display none or, or to conditional visibility, none. Like that would be such a pain in the ass. And yeah, I, I've I've definitely got to dig into that a little bit because I remember the dark old days of of SEO sort of I think they call it what do they call it white hat grey hat black hat is that was like you'd you would have a blog post and at the bottom of the page they would do a display none and just pack it full of keywords. Mm, the idea yeah. being that the robot Google robots would read it, but the person reading the article wouldn't need to see all of those things. Yeah. So I I would imagine Google has caught up a little bit with that. Oh, hundred percent. There's so many um, so many people. Which means that display none does display none for Google. Google's bots mean that they don't look at that content. I'd or say does it? Does, well, I, I maybe it. Well, that's right. Maybe it, it it started to ignore it, or did it start to penalize? I I don't know. I don't know enough about that. I. It's a good, I should know enough about that, but I don't know enough about that. Well, the way I would look at it is if Google Lighthouse says it's there and doing something inaccurate, you have to remove it. And that's it. Like, and if there's, if there's something in there, like if the H2 is not connected, if it's, if there's a H3 followed by a, a H2 instead of a H4, if there's a H4 higher than a H2, 
like all of these things, I would 100% be listening to what Google Lighthouse is doing. Like as you know, you and I were not SEO experts in this, but I wouldn't play with fire um, with that kind of stuff. And it also, when I keep keep coming back to like, it's it's not accessible. So it's a bad product. And someone is going to go on the product and not be able to um, fully consume what the the product is doing. And they're going to have difficulties because they're going to, they're, the tools that they're using will read those H2s, will find those buttons that are hidden. And that's not a good experience. So I don't see how it couldn't penalize you. Yeah, I've just I just uh, pulled up a bit of Moz forum content there, and it says it does crawl it, but it gives it applies less weighting to any content that is display none. But it's clever enough to understand when it's done for a design reason, and it won't penalize you if um, unless it thinks you're trying to manipulate the system. So, yeah, so you know maybe an image it might not penalize you, but if it's a piece of content, a piece of text, it might penalize you. Either way, not having control over your choice of whether to put it on or not is, um, it's not even the choice. It, it might not be possible. It's just the clarity of choice. Mm. If you know what you're doing and you press a button and you think, okay, that's a conditional visibility and the same as the other visibility, <laughs> then I've worked it out, happy days. I can tell the client, no problem. They can write their articles in this way and we can put the toggles in. But it's if like they don't, answer, isn't it? Are we talking about conditional visibility? Are we talking about visibility? Are we talking about filters? <laughs> they need to make conditional visibility more visible. No, that's yeah. Oh, nice. That we're going. We're definitely clipping that, and we're we're putting that onto the top two. We need no. We need um. We need who who are the guys who do the videos for Webflow? Um, Maguire, who's obviously who's not there anymore. Uh, but that team need to maybe do a, like a, a fun, what visibility means, what conditional visibility means just to see if they can, you know, bring it, bring it to life in a bit more of a clear manner than we can. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, maybe we just get, then it may, maybe like, maybe that would be a big seller, a Chrome extension that changes the word conditional visibility to display none. Or you could just, use Slater and write write a small script that says, if you find W conditional invisibility, remove it. Remove the element. It's still, it's still, yeah, I think it's still client side, but at least it's gone. But you'd, you would get, you'd get a re, would you get a repaint though then? I suppose you you wouldn't get a repaint because it's not, it's not showing, but there might be a, a situation where it does have an impact on, yeah, would if, would if the page need to repaint itself? Yeah, if someone if you go onto a browser where someone has JavaScript disabled, then yeah, you're in trouble there. But I, you, I think that, that you're, in, you're yeah. kind of you're kind of in that territory with a lot of Webflow products because it's also JavaScript based anyway. Um, yeah, so very true. You're, you're uh, yeah, you are you're in you're in tricky territory if there's a browser not rendering JavaScript. Yeah, it's interesting. It'd be it'd be also good to um to see how I know oh, we we talked about it before, like how the likes of FinSuite and and JetBoost and um Wizd, like how these tools that are interacting with the DOM 
um, based on user interactions and or pulling from databases. Um, I guess it's the same with MemberStack and AppSetter and those those kind of guys. Is that yeah. like how they see that? How how they see that in their world? Do, you know, do they have that as a primary uh, concern? Is making sure that they abide by the best practices of um, you know what's on the page, what's crawlable, the accessibility of that content, and so, how that works. So then they're not using similar techniques, you know. Well. With member stack, um, with member stacks, this if there's items that are because with member stack you've got data attributes, and those at, data attributes will display content based on whether or not a member is logged in or not. So let's say you've got a member from Ireland and a member from the US. If the member has signed up through the Irish version, they'll see Irish content because you can you can give the correct data attribute. And similarly, someone from the US. But that has to be, um, that's that's uh, client-side. So that is a, that is removing the elements because the, the elements are there on Webflow and then we publish our site yeah. and then member stack is on top of that. So it's removing those elements after page load or after, after member stack has loaded. When it comes to WISD, Wiz doesn't use the Webflow CMS. It uses a third-party CMS like Xano or Airtable. So it's doing the opposite. So after a page, after your after your website, your Webflow product is loaded, and after Wiz has loaded, then it pulls that content based on logic and attributes onto your Webflow template. So there, it's two different ways of looking at it. So if you're I suppose the way you kind of have to think about it, if you're using the Webflow CMS, that's those CMS, and you're using a third party to um, manipulate content depending on a user's experience. Webflow is going to load that first, and then you have to remove it. So that's that's a client side solution using JavaScript. Whereas with Wiz, what they're kind of doing is it's the other way around. It's like the, this, what you want to be displayed has been loaded based on who the user is. It's not in Webflow. It's been pulled from a third-party database. So, so yeah, so that's a server, server there's, side. There's more logic, of a server so. side, yeah. Yeah, that's it. And and I, I didn't realize the other day, but Webflow memberships is a server-side, um, empl- employs a lot of server-side um, logic as well, rather than, as you said, member stack, et cetera, sit on top. So the mm-hmm. page is served, and then they add to or take away, whereas... Webflow will just not serve that data. So it's a very different way. So I think like maybe it should just, if it's part of the CMS, just do it server side. If it's that, that's kind of feels like a, a nice line in the sand to draw. I'm sure there are reasons. Those guys over there are very clever. I'm sure there's a reason why, why they've done it the way they've done it. Um, You've just made yeah, me go, it still I is confusing. move to member Webflow membership now, like that's it's so true. Like if, if <laughs> Webflow membership has that power of 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 server side, it's it has a better use case, <laughs> even though like the other it does, yeah, it it does. But it's yeah, obviously the other bits on on top of that start, you know, they're not quite there yet. So, um, mm. but yeah, I hey, great discussion, great Good. discussion, and like 
That's hilarious. Yeah, no, I enjoyed that. You were like literally like, no, we're not talking about this. And I was just like, it's Monday. I can't talk about anything else. It's the only thing I'm thinking about. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine that. That's all I could think about. Well, weekend is conditional visibility, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it's still there. <laughs> I what? Yeah, I was worried about your energy levels this morning. I I wanted to talk about side projects, and and Alien texted me. Uh, I'm not I'm not feeling it this morning. Yeah, I don't want to talk and, about um, the, the things that I haven't done. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but then likewise, you you said, "Hey, let's talk about conditional visibility," and I was like, "I don't think I can do this." Like, <laughs> like, like we've had a good run of this, but this could be the end of the pod if we. I don't. I don't want to talk about this. Just, but actually, I've enjoyed this. I've, it's given me an. The technical sessions might be something I I look forward to now. <laughs> Yeah, good. Because I, I, I like I like talking talking shit about this nerdy stuff, and hopefully, hopefully it'll help. Actually, there, we need to. There was a guy on um, a couple of weeks ago on Twitter. I saw him asking about this, and um, he was coming across the same problem. Um, and you responded to him actually. He had some issues with like location based conditional visibility. And it was going to affect his SEO because he didn't want certain content showing in certain locations. And then he realized that on the HTML, it was all still there. So yeah, write a script that says, if you find the class W conditional invisible, W condition invisible, remove that element. And you can use Slater to write that script for you. Yeah, there we go. There's our, there's our sponsor <coughs> coming through. <laughs> You said last week that we were we were in the top ten podcasts in Ireland, and now we're going to make loads of money. It's just resting in your account, isn't it? Yeah, that was that was. I was following on from what I showed um, my wife and my mum, which was um, it shows you the the latest podcast downloaded in your podcast library, and we were at the top, so it looked like oh. we were number one. <laughs> number one for your mum and your, your yeah. Wife. I think, like you know. Um, as, and, and this is, a, I, I'll tell the audience if they've got this far, well done. Um, I've been surprised how, uh, I've told you this before, but I'd be surprised how um, excited you get about the stats that we get through on the back end of our podcast hosting software. Every, I would say sometimes every half an hour I get, we've just passed 159 downloads <laughs> yeah. and then 20 minutes later. We're at 170. This this piece of content is our best yet. And I thought I'd be that guy because I, I used to work in media. I, I do love a good spreadsheet. Um, I thought I'd be the the uh, the co-host getting excited about that. But yeah, like... Oh, this last... It's pretty amazing. Hey. It's been so exciting though. Like it's been such a a buzz, you know, like, like considering it was the just this idea to... Uh, fuck it, let's do it kind of thing. <laughs> sure, it'll be grand. Like, yeah. wow, how, how bad could it be? Let's just put it out there and see what happens. Uh, I've been pretty blown away by the response and been really, really... I've been buzzing off it, to be fair. It's been great. So, oh, like, some of them, like... Okay, there are, there well, are nice people in the world. What's that? I said thank you to everybody for listening to us. <laughs> oh, no, honestly, like... People who are listening to us, and then there are people who actually take time out of their day, and they're not just going, hey, thanks for the pod. They're writing really nice, thoughtful messages and picking out stuff, and it's across Twitter, LinkedIn, uh, WhatsApp, 
and it is it's as you said it's it gives you that little boost because you know there's not many people in my household who can listen to me for more than five minutes before they tell me to <laughs> to shut up so, so to see that people... everybody who's listened to, to me and Matt talk for more than five exactly minutes. i'm like i'm we're going over to see my mum um mum for a week and it's common knowledge since I've been about eight years old, there'll be a point in every dinner table conversation that she will have to step in and go, Matthew, enough now, Matthew. Enough, enough now, Matthew. So, Matthew. yeah. Matthew, as you say, yeah. Um, Matthew. <laughs> Matthew, yeah. All right, look. Right. <laughs> but yeah, now, no, Matthew. thank Yeah, thank you, everyone, for listening. And um, as a result of all your downloads... I've I've lost the bet and I will be joining Aline on the West Coast for a surf let's not call it a lesson, let's call it a surf experience induction um dunking sometime in the new year. So <laughs> Yeah, good stuff. Right. Yeah. That's great. Right, catch you later. Okay. Bye. Good luck. Bye bye.